0: Hello, this is Nathan sitting down for an interview with Tyler Borsier. Thank you for being here.
1: My pleasure, Nathan. Thanks for having me.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm enjoying the longer daylight during the days.
0: What is it like being the head of school? Like, what are some things that you do?
1: So there's two parts to that, right? Like, what is it like being head of school? And then what are some things I do? Yeah,
0: basically.
1: So what's it like being the head of school? Um, It feels very busy. Uh, There's always things to do, it's never finished, um, and it's always kind of exciting because there's always new things to kind of tackle and work on. So it feels good, it feels invigorating, um, and it feels busy. Uh, What do I do? So a lot of what I end up doing uh, is really, it's kind of multi-tiered. On one hand, uh, you know, I I have a staff of teachers and other staff who help run the school. And so making sure they have the right resources, make sure that they feel supported, making sure you know they have their needs met. That's a critical part of what I do. Um, or the other end, we have students and we have an educational program to run and make sure it's strong and the kids want to come to school and they're excited about what they're learning. So there's the programming part that I work with. And then we have another handle, which is their parents. There's a lot of communication needs for parents um, to understand what we do and feel whatever may come up, especially in a pandemic year. And then on the other side, we also have a business. So we have a business to run. So there's a business end to kind of tackle and work on. Um, but it's like, it's like kind of, uh, it's like two cups communication, two cups hands-on work with people and like six pounds of conversation.
0: Okay. How has your first year of head of school being interrupted by COVID affected you and your job?
1: Initially, we started the year with, you know, I had some uh, initiatives, ideas, and directions we were heading. And then was it mid-February, we started to, to deal with this pandemic and um, priorities needed to shift. And so officially we had to kind of redesign things and reconsider what's possible um, because you have to keep safety and the health of our community first in mind. So it was a great deal of shifting happen, uh, happening.
0: What procedures does Demir have in place if one of its students or staff gets infected by COVID?
1: One of the things I do is, is work with a team of people who are in the administration and assistants and teachers. Like we're, there's a lot of people who make this happen. So I'm just one piece to it all. Um, but that particular question That reminds me of saying that because uh, Karen Schuler and Anna Chan are two people that we've leaned heavily in and put a lot of time and energy into learning um, and kind of staying abreast of what's needed because it's changed as far as what we're supposed to do if someone gets ill or has exposure. Uh, And then matched with that, there's, you know, there's city, county, state, federal regulations and, and considerations that they have to keep abreast on. So to answer your question particularly, it's changed over the year. Uh, but generally what happens is we have you know we have we have moments where there's an exposure where parents have an exposure could mean xyz depending on what what you know a parents bringing to us or a staff is bringing to us um, but typically we, we always aim on being conservative so if someone feels like there's an exposure or is concerned about exposure there's communication with that family and the likelihood is that they're asked to stay home and get a test that's kind of the general answer um, if someone actually falls ill or gets a test of positive um, I think where it is at now, I believe, is I think you're forced into quarantine for at least 10 days. With a negative test, you can return back to school. But that has shifted greatly over the past, you know, year.
0: So, what was the very first thought in your head as the pandemic hit?
1: The very first thought in my head. Yes. Uh, how am I going to talk to the middle schoolers about this?
0: Could Cause, you elaborate? <laughs> yeah,
1: because they, they were the first. They were the first. Uh, They were the first young people that really kind of cornered me and asked, like, what are you going to do about this? We have these concerns, six questions, seven questions. Um, How am I going to respond? Because they were the ones who I really met on the ground first that I had to interface with those hard questions. Um, Not that we didn't talk about it before, but that was like the, that was when it felt real, I guess, to your point. Um, That's when it felt like I had, (laughs) it felt real in a different way. Um, So my thought was like, where are we internally going to draw a safety line? Um, because we can't, we don't always need to wait for other people to draw our own conclusions as far as what's what we feel is safe, and so that was the thing that we were considering.
0: And one final question. Uh-huh. So we all know that you have Decepticon tattoo on your leg. Oh yes. Being a fan, what is your favorite Transformer?
1: In the world of Transformers lore and mythology, uh, there's there's a character named Soundwave. So Soundwave is this Transformer. For those of you uninformed. Uh, Soundwave is a Transformer that uh, was created in the 80s, 1980s, Uh, and it was you you basically had a boombox, which is a tape player with a radio in it, Uh, and you could transform it into a boombox, and it would unfold or, you know, transform back into kind of a robotic looking uh, villain. Uh, And I thought he was the coolest Transformer, because all the other Transformers did, like there was Megatron who turned into a weapon, there was planes, there was cars, but I was like, no, he's a boombox. And... Um, I had like I grew up with boom boxes and I would walk around the street, you know, with a boom box battery packed playing like 80s hip hop. Um, so I really, you know, the, the idea of a transformer that transformed into a tape player really resonated with me. And it was a gift to myself when I graduated college because my parents lovingly cleaned out my room and got rid of all my transformers.
0: Thank you for joining us on the middle school podcast and we will see you next time.
1: Thank you for having me, Nathan.